everybody, this is Hannah Kavanagh speaking, and welcome to another episode of Teeth for Three. I'm here with Gabby Vetrano and Mark Roy. Welcome, y'all. Hi. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for coming. And um, now, okay, how you feeling about some Earl Grey today? I, I really love Earl Grey. I don't get to drink it enough. That sounds good. I'm excited. All right. Awesome. Okay. So this is actually, today we're going to be trying Tazo Earl Grey. So there's actually two different descriptions. There's the Earl Grey one. And then, as you pointed out earlier, there's actually the Tazo one mm. on the side. So I guess I'll read both. All right. So a ship packaged with crates of fragrant black teas healed through inky waters towards the clearing of the bergamot sun in search of the Isle of Lavender to forever soften this headstrong blend of floral notes. You like touch the microphone very sensually with that last phrase. (laughs) You know, they had me at floral notes. What can I say? And so... (laughs) For the now for the Tazo description. I'll make I'll make sound effects as okay. you do it. Thank you so much. Of course. Steep and begin a journey that spans continents and centuries on speed of sound steam trains. Shh sip the sun, rain, and fog of the morning. These delicate botanicals were picked. Explore lemongrass lawns, carpets of chamomile. And the living history of your ancestors. Taste with all your senses, but most of all, with your imagination. <laughs> Eat. I'm sorry, taste with my imagination? What the fuck does that mean? Beats me. You just gotta fill in the blanks and reach enlightenment, Mark. <laughs> yeah, come on, Mark. Come on, That's what are you doing? <laughs> I'm not even 19 yet. Oh my god. <laughs> Each cup is a story oh, unfolding <laughs> with every sip. I know it drags on for a long time. Steep yourself in knowledge at Tazo.com. There you go. Steep yourself. Yeah. Okay. Beats me. All right. So you ready to try this bad boy? Sure. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's get the show on the road. I really hyped it up. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> we're fine, we're fine, we're fine. Is that like from the tea bag? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was like a mucusy thing and yeah. I was like, oh. oh. A string of the tea bag just came out the spout of the teapot and we were all kind of like, hmm. Yeah. What's what's going on? I've made this joke before, but I'm guessing you could say in this episode tea will be spilt. Hey. Wow. Yeah, that was a, that was a good one. That was a good one. TM 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 TM. All right, ready? We trying this? Yeah. So it's been. I'm. I don't think you'll will scald their tongues by now. It's been. I let Ooh. it sit for a while, so it's at the prime temperature, as Eric Dates likes to call peak time. I don't know what I'm tasting. Tea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me. You got me. How long right. did it say to steep? Eight. What? How long did it say to steep um, this? So it says let it steep for five minutes. It says wait patiently for perfection. Hmm. Um, and this says the prime temperature for this tea is 212, 212 degrees Fahrenheit, which is about right. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. about boiling. Yeah. Um, no, because I have a I have a problem where I like will boil water and I'll 
be like, oh no, too hot. And then I'll forget about the teacup and then 10 minutes will go by and my peppermint tea will taste like just, yeah. just ass. Just mm. nothing I know. Good. No, it's the worst. I, I agree. Um, all right. So how, how are we feeling about this bad boy? How do we describe the notes? If there are any notes. Mm, they, they really hyped me up with the packaging, <laughs> I think. They really no, got agreed. me excited. For- yeah. Yeah. And did yeah. it deliver is the question. I'm not sure. I don't know. Based on the way that they described this, I thought I was going to be like, I'd sip on this and I'd open my third eye and like I'd be reaching enlightenment and achieving nirvana. It got me really horny for this Earl Grey. <laughs> <laughs> and oofed. And uh, just didn't, didn't pull through, I don't think. Damn. No, I, I agree. I'm not... I f- usually like... When I'm drinking Earl Grey, I, I feel like a flower's punch in my palate, but in the best way possible. And I'm it's such a I'm really not feeling it here. I don't mm. know. Um, you know, Tazo, which is owned by Starbucks. I, I'm not sure if you delivered today, but we still love you dearly regardless, because all tea is great tea. It's true. Yeah. That's the one you should trademark. Hey, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I guess now that we got the now that we sipped the tea, we're going to be spilling the deets on <laughs> being media majors i'm a colleague hunter so that the thing that we that all three of us have in common is that we're all media majors in an institution that is primarily pre-med bio and comp sci but Mm -hmm. more on that later um so i guess the first question i have for you too is how did you decide on media as a major is it something that you were that you were sure about going into it or did it take you a while to come to that conclusion um well i'm a sophomore um so Let's see. I when I was little, I always really loved like being on the school newspaper and you know cool. being an intrepid journalist, going through the lunchroom and finding out what's for lunch the following day. <laughs> um, I never really considered media as a major until my junior year of high school when I, on a whim, applied to be an intern at my local museum, the New York Hall of Science. All right, cool. Yeah, and I joined the film crew, and then. I really loved it, and I was really good at it. Like, I was able to put together scripts, and it just came really easy to me, and so much so that my bosses actually ended up hiring me, so I now work for their YouTube channel, PsyQ. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah, so I work at the YouTube space, and I also do freelance for their PR company. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it was really when that happened, and they were like, you're young talent and we want to have you on our team. Have you ever considered doing this? Or have you ever taken a year off college to come work for us full time? Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this is a thing that people do that like I could potentially do because I like it a lot and it seems to be something I'm good at. And it like it's been going really well and I do love it. I'm going to be honest, there have been, even now I'm still like, is this what I want? Like, should I be doing this? Because... You know, you say, you tell people you're a media major, and they're like, yeah. uh, oh, you're a, a media major. Oh, okay. So, like, my parents will still sometimes have that reaction, so I'm like, Oof, oh, that's rough. but I love it. I'm really happy doing it. I'm in, like, two media classes. Nice. With, like, one of them I'm in with both of you. Hey. Like, oh, hey. yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, P150. Yeah. So, here's hoping for the best. Hey, nice. All right. Yeah, cool. um, Gabby's the only one of us who's declared, right? 
Yes. Yeah. Not sure. by choice. I reached sixty credits, and I was like, "Well, I guess this is what I'm doing now." Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. But I'm I'm confident. And I'm happy with it now. That's yeah. good. That's really good. Um, I'm. I mean, I'm a Hannah, and I are both second semester freshmen, so we're not yet having to declare. I don't think. No, it it depends. Like, um, well, it depends what credits you got, like that that carried over from high school into college, as well as the amount of classes that you're taking. So yeah, I guess it depends. Did but. any of yours? Um, yeah, some of mine did. I think I. Oh wait, I think actually, like sixteen credits transferred over, something like that. Wow, oh, that's nice. How, how many yeah. APs did you take? Oh wait, maybe actually no way. I think it's twelve. It was AP Statistics, um, AP English Language. A push. Um, God, I'm missing. I'm forgetting one more. I took I, a lot of AP. I took one week. AP and I failed it. Oh, uh, so. okay. No, it's definitely not for everybody. It's more like I don't know. It depends on the teacher too. And how I'm very. I'm. I say that I'm intending to major in media studies. I don't. Smart. I have to mm-hmm. say that I'm a hunter tour guide. That's one of my jobs, and um, so I have to. They really don't want to hear that you're undeclared, and so I was like okay, this is something I'm drawn towards. And the number of times that I've had to say it, it just becomes realer and realer each time. And so it's like, might as well major in media, but I still have a whole year to figure it out and take classes. You have to take a lot of classes that you suffer through to find the thing that you actually like. Um, And right now media is the only thing that I actually like. Um, Same here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess for me, um, I yeah, I came into it um, go like completely. I had no idea what I wanted to major in. Um, I love theater and film, but I, I couldn't envision that as a major for myself because it's um, I don't know. I feel like it's so it's something that I was already so immersed in in high school because I went to a performing arts high school before this. I I really couldn't imagine doing a part two version of that in college. Just I was not about it. Um, but I think what really changed my mind is I took a Macaulay course called um, Reporting and Writing One. It was part of the journalism program. And that's when I really fell in love with the craft of journalism. Um, it was one of those things you really had to, we were writing full on hard news stories. We had to go out there and interview random people on the street. And so you, we were really in the thick of it. Like it was a good, um, it was a good way to gauge whether or not the profession was for you. And for me, I absolutely loved it so that's kind of what made me lean towards um media as a major with specifically with the concentration in journalism but um but that's i you brought up a really good point about the concept of being undecided and how a lot of times it's looked down upon um i don't know i guess it's a shame that it's a stigma but have you noticed that at all gabby with your experience oh yeah for sure i only declared my major this semester i was undecided Mm -hmm up until then and like i had a general idea that i liked media like i said Mm -hmm. um and i knew it was something that i've always approached it as one of those things that it's like oh imagine if i could go into this and like be successful and have a living like a house and a family if i want one and i never thought of media as being something that's possible um so i was undecided for a very long time and i was like maybe I can be an English major or a psychology major or mm-hmm. I'm going to minor in Spanish, which fell cool, through. Okay. Well, oh, I, oh, wait, no, sorry. no, no problem. I'm, I'm doing an intensive abroad. So oh, in Spain, okay. so like, it's nice. still something I'm pursuing. Um, but yeah, for the longest I was undecided and, 
everyone's trying to give me tips and then when i say okay well maybe i maybe i'll do this mm-hmm. then of course you know you get the line of people telling you like oh but you shouldn't do that there are all these things wrong with that but then you suggest something else and it's the same problem yeah fair yeah that's true um no, i definitely yeah, i definitely noticed the stigma behind the term undecided like i know i notice a lot of people don't use the term undecided even if they haven't even officially declared yet they still like people are so afraid to say the word undeclared or undecided um it's kind of paradoxical though right in terms of college as a whole um a lot of faculty and parents are like oh it's all about experimenting it's all about finding out what you want to do and really exploring yet you have it, to go in with a set major it makes no sense it is no it it truly is and mm-hmm. the number of people who go in with a set major and then change that major it's like i i thought about doing that and i was like oh there's no way like i know i'm going to change it even if i go in fully decided um and a lot of people i think pick majors initially that they know or they think they know or they really strongly believe will translate into uh concrete jobs yeah. and i was actually talking to someone and they were like the job you have in your 20s is never going to be the job you have in your 30s in your 40s in your 50s so true even mm-hmm. in a secure you know secure and big air quotes um market like computer science i know a lot of people my age who are like i'm doing computer science because it interests me and beyond that because i know i can get a job straight out of college and i'm like what is the fun in that yeah no No, i i I feel that um i don't know i feel it's interesting how the set salary that you're expected to get outside of like once college is over it plays a huge role it's it's kind of a shame but um do you feel like there could be an oversaturation problem of too many people are like, oh, I'm doing this as a major, and then it can oversaturate a potential market? Like, do you, could that um, be? I, yeah, it could be a thing, but I don't know. I think, well, the way I'm tough. thinking about this is like, you know how people that are like, I'm going to be pre-med. There's mm-hmm. nothing that's going to stop me from being pre-med because it's going to, I'm going to be so rich. Of course I'm going to do it. Why wouldn't I? Yeah. And then they take like that first mm-hmm. class for pre-med. Is that, is that chem? Is that bio? Right. Yeah. One of those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, we're all media majors, so it's not yeah. like we know. Fair. Um, but <laughs> it, ironically though, I always know when there's a test because everyone around me is like exploding yeah. that was, and like freaking out. It's literally this week. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I, and I like the stress is radiating off of them and affecting me. I'm like, I'm not even in this field and I'm so nervous. Yeah. But um, those classes are huge lecture halls. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, exactly. And they're super difficult. But mm-hmm. people that I've talked to are like, they're difficult because they're weeding out, not not to call people weak, but they're weeding out the people that are like, I can do this. I'm going to do this. I want to do this. And the mm-hmm. people that are just in it because they think that it's a secure thing that they're going to make money. And then I already know so many people who have dropped it and there's still a ton of people going into that field. And it's like, how many people do I meet that they're about to start college or they're in their first semester and they're like, I'm going to be a nurse. And then they're like, a semester or two later, they're like, no way I'm doing that. It's not what I want to do. Or just, it was too difficult. I was too stressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. There's a friend of mine. Um, she she was going to major in nursing. 
then after the first semester she totally changed her mind she was like yeah i because she didn't really realize the amount of like manual labor involved she's like oh i have to clean bedpans like no thank you not yeah, for me you do yeah <laughs> yeah um but i was i was actually gonna ask you guys so what did your how do your parents feel about the whole like college process and how and what you're got what you're majoring in because um my i my parents have known that i was going to be undecided probably since sophomore year okay um because i i'm super jack of all trades type person unless Mm -hmm. the one thing that i got really good at in high school was um professional classical music and Mm. the only other kind of avenue for that was if i had gone to like a conservatory if i had really thrown myself into it fair but i wasn't um you know that wasn't that wasn't gonna happen for me and it was also i had my grades were too good to not look into places that are like really good colleges like macaulay um true i don't know i'm I also heard about Macaulay through a friend of a friend. No hmm. one no one talks about the Macaulay Honors College at CUNY. I know. Mm-hmm. It's true. To high schoolers. Not not there's a difference. Mm-hmm. While you're here, you don't talk about it because so many people who attend CUNY's have been rejected from Macaulay and completely unfairly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so true. Mm-hmm. And um but it's not like it's not spoken about like no one told me my college counselor at my high school never told me about it never even i wouldn't even have known it was an option unless a friend of a friend mm-hmm. had been in it um yeah and so that was kind of i from from the moment that i started applying like i knew that my that macaulay was like my top choice pretty much all right cool and i really put all my eggs in one basket and if i were not macaulay right now i Mm -hmm. think i would still be going to hunter as a regular hunter student okay but i'm i'm so i thank my lucky stars every day that i'm in such an amazing group with such personal like advising and thank god my advisor is okay with me being artsy and undecided like yeah yeah it's it's really been amazing to not have to worry so intensely about that has given me space to do other things that I enjoy. Yeah, I um, I definitely. Oh, wait, I was going to ask. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that, Gabby? So for the college process, I adore my parents so much, mm-hmm. um, but they're kind of paradoxical. Oh, uh, OK. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's paradoxical. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the sense that, like I said, my junior year, I started the internship and then that summer got hired for the other, um, two opportunities that I know, like the companies that I work for. Mm -hmm. And after that happened, my parents were like, you have so much potential. You're going to go so far. My dad's always like, you're going to be a writer on SNL. I'm like, that's very high stakes. And like, that's a very big goal to live up to. Um, so they're like, you can so do something in media and you're like, mm-hmm. they're like, reach for the stars. Cause that's cool. You're going to do something good. But then when I tell them I'm going to be a media major, they're like, what on earth are you going to do with that? So, oh, wow. Yeah. Jesus. So that's rough. Yeah. But now that I've told them I'm doing it, mm-hmm. 
and I'm going to figure it out. They're like, okay. And then, like, my cousin is a graphic designer. Oh, great. Okay. And so she's always spoken in my favor. And her one of her close friends was a media major and now is, like, making six figures, lives in an apartment in Lower East Side. That's like, so cool. Okay. So they've talked to my parents and have been like, listen, the, the world we live in now, media is, like, a it's a good thing to go into like for sure whatever field you go into be it pre-med media you're there's gonna be competition Mm -hmm. it's just a matter of working hard trying and so when i was applying to colleges i put down communications as my major just because i was afraid of putting undecided and okay i was applying to a bunch of um like i applied to boston university boston college okay cool um places that have really good like communications programs nice. and i didn't find out about macaulay till maybe the summer before senior year because mm-hmm. my friend who's a year ahead of me got into macaulay brooklyn oh okay and so when my dad heard oh full scholarship it's like he was like you're doing it you're doing it you're gonna get in you're doing it mm-hmm. and so it was very stressful but i did it and here you are yeah there like obviously there were so many other factors aside from like um the scholarship like for sure yeah but he was like it's the perfect thing for you um and i was like all right yeah it's like i looked at it and i was like i came to the decision as well on my own like okay this is a really great opportunity if i were to get it it would be amazing mm-hmm. if i do really want to study in boston university i can do my master's there and what i want and yeah. take any money that i would have put towards my undergrad to doing a master's because i am going to do a master's smart so that day i got into macaulay i like couldn't sleep the night before i woke up i opened my email I just ran screaming into my Aww, parents room and so my dad cute. like lifted me up Aww. and so Macaulay was, like, a huge opportunity. And my parents were very hands-on and, like, tried to help me in whatever way they could for the process. So getting into it was, like, yeah, a big thing. How about you? Ooh, um, it's funny. Macaulay, like, so I actually heard about it through my mom's friend. What is up with the friends of friends? I know. (laughs) No one talks about this program. No, I had no idea it was a thing in high school. Like, okay. Um, yeah, no idea it was a thing in high school. Um, my mom's friend mentioned it because her friend's son went there and her friend's son absolutely loved it. So yeah, no, it was one of those things. Um, but I really wasn't considering it too much initially, which sounds outlandish now and crazy. Um, but at the time I really wanted to get out of the city so badly. Um, so it, it was in the clutch for sure. Like I was definitely going to apply, but I, I wasn't really hanging on that as a top choice. Um, And literally three days before the application, I found out the deadline was, yeah. Oh my God. So it was crunch time, but it it actually worked out for the best because I had a bunch of essay drafts that I was going to use for Common App anyway, and they all happened to fit the prompts that they were asking. Nice. So it was just... And I was, I was shocked. I mean, and that's kind of what I considered it as a real choice because I was thinking to myself, this is too perfect of a, of a coincidence. Um, yeah, but then when I found out, I still was 
at the time, Oberlin was my top choice, so I was considering that and Oberlin. I turned out to absolutely dislike Oberlin. Um, but then when I went to the open house for Macaulay and saw like a lot of the personal advising that they offered, I was really all about it. And at the time, um, I picked Hunter as, my, as the campus because I considered it a liberal arts campus, not a STEM-based one at the time. <laughs> um, so, I yeah, I... No, don't <laughs> don't get me wrong. It very much is like yeah. that's one of the things we brag about on tour are okay, our music, fair. our film, and our media departments. I literally memorized a script about hey. bragging about those. Okay, great. It's just that Macaulay <laughs> Bless is. You. Oh, thank you. So there's a lot of the students that it attracts are very high achieving in a yes. scientific way. Mm-hmm. Also, Hunter has this dorm deal that it's like it yeah, seals true. the deal for more people than like a lot of these folks would be better suited, I feel, to City College or another institution that was mm. less liberal already. I get it for pre-med, but like hmm. comp sci? Hmm? You know? Yeah, that one's the one that always I was like. Well, and the fact well, that 85% man. of the Macaulay, like our Macaulay class are doing that or mm. pre-med and then like. Uh, what? And then there's yeah. us. We <laughs> hey. make up the media kids from Macaulay. Yeah, truly. Um, yeah, I know. I know. Like one more person. He's about to graduate, though. Of oh, wow. Lucian's listening. What's up, Lucian? Um, he's a journalism major. But that's the only other media person I know other than you two. But mm. there's um, that. And it's true. Even though, like, you, when I like so many people I meet are like pre med or comp sci. Hunter has a really incredible journalism program. Like oh, I'm so in good. Professor Cecil McCarthy's class who like has She's overhauled great. it. She's incredible. Yes. And it's such a good class and really just the overhaul that she did when she came in. It's so incredible. Like Is we she have British? amazing No, she's Lithuanian? She... Oh. Okay. I think oh. maybe I may be wrong. I did not detect I had her as a sub one time and I did not detect an accent from her. Maybe I didn't oh. listen closely enough she like she grew okay i only know this because there weren't enough people in my class to do partners when we were doing icebreakers so she was my partner oh that's cute i believe she grew up in lithuania okay and that was her first language but then she like moved here oh, okay and then she did for a time because she was a reporter for cnn was the london correspondent that's so but cool now she's here and she has worked like in a few schools and now is here she doesn't have an accent um okay yeah the only reason i asked was because i went to the like major day that they had all right cool at a in like the hunter cafeteria and the representative from media who talked to me was british and so it was like mm. oh. oh okay no i know her and then professor adam glenn's also really good that's who i mm. had last semester i solid uh, yeah okay but can we talk about my good man's ricardo miranda yes ricardo. please so we're all in this um intro to film and media production class which is yeah. learning the basics of html but also photoshop and illustrator so much fun it's it so is. much fun it's so hard to get the work done because only like two places in the whole school have the full photoshop suite you know yeah i have to download illustrator but, to finish my project yeah oh my same God. here <laughs> go to radio i yes oh. i want to huh. but i'm also gonna try and do like a fr they have a free trial thing so like if i'm short on time and i want to get this project done like over the weekend i mean 
yeah mm-hmm. but otherwise you know i'm just gonna be kicking everyone out and chilling in the radio i'm sorry as you were saying <laughs> no yeah no honestly um no just i am always sad when i'm late to lecture because this this lecturer ricardo is so he's so good so like, he is agreed yeah like he's so in depth he's so engaging mm-hmm. it's the one class that i'm like truly happy to be taking right now mm-hmm. and that's it's fun. that's the sign that i should major in this you yeah, know absolutely not to mention like mark and i are also in the same lab section and mm-hmm. we sit next to each other and i feel like i'm always asking mark for help but you just have like an like this is you are a jack of all trades but this seems to be your thing you just seem to have an aptitude for it like even if it's just that you do a lot of research that I don't know about, but when you put out your work, it's always incredible. And you always do posters for radio and just like, I don't know, even if this is just something you want to do for fun, keep doing it because you're so good at it. I'm going to cry. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. Now even, I mean, cause I don't have lab with you. So I mean, unfortunately i don't get to see your work but even when i just talk to you about graphic design and visual art in general just the way you speak about it so eloquently i can tell you definitely have an eye for it and that it's definitely your niche for mm-hmm. sure yeah graphic design cool. is my passion hey. <laughs> and the city is my compass ah uh, yes central num- park's the quad um <laughs> the number of times i have to say that per week like is yeah. so oh my god how does yeah. it feel to say <laughs> um i really wish we could give i mean the great thing about being a hunter tour guide i is that we have these we have like this kind of set roster of jokes and my one of my like top three favorite jokes to tell about hunter is like okay so we're a vertical campus and <laughs> so we don't we don't have a green space that one tree down by the entrance to the train is our green space <laughs> like because there's one fucking bum ass like dead <laughs> it is a dead tree. dead tree and then wow <laughs> i didn't even see it that's how irrelevant yeah. it is apparently i like, will I say <laughs> though during like the holidays they'll put like a single string of lights on it but if you're on the sky bridge and it's like dark and those lights are just glowing i'm like oh okay you know it's a tree we should appreciate it more but yeah. like then, then you just on a normal day walk past and it's like oh this thing's dying yeah fair um about about ricardo miranda though um just to just to go back for a teensy bit um for me like i'm not um i was never i was very into like singing and acting and that sort of thing but i was never really into visual arts or graphic design like i didn't um, I didn't really have an appreciation for it until lecture and lab, honestly, for media production 150. Because um, I, I mean, I have to take it for a prereq for the journalism concentration. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really did not know what to expect going into it. And I feel like now that we're immersed in it, I didn't realize all the different components that go into media production. Like I had no idea we would even, even down to the coding and I went to see an exhibit at the Whitney for extra for the extra credit mm-hmm. assignment that we had, which incorporated coding into the artwork. And I found that absolutely fascinating. I had no idea that you could utilize media in such a way, specifically with coding to really create beautiful artwork. That's no so idea. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. No, it was it was awesome. It's it's kind of funny. For my like since I'm in my reporting and writing mm-hmm. two class, which is like uh 
audio stories longer print stories and broadcasting mm-hmm. um and i might at the same time that i'm in the media 150 class with you guys i had to pick a beat and so being in the media class i was like i would love to do an art beat because i yes. i'm really into it and i love the thought of like going to all these museums and like being able to like almost kill two birds with one stone and i'm passionate mm-hmm. about it um and for my i have to do like a video story and i'm going to go to the daguerreotype okay cool exhibit that nice mr miranda yeah has told us about and i'm actually going to try and interview him for my um my my story that's awesome i love that yeah it's nice to see how like there's the intersection between all of them and like yeah yeah. what are you i was i guess that in a way feeds into the the next question but what do you think are the common misconceptions behind media as a major because i feel like you're not gonna make money oh yeah Uh (laughs) that's the main you're you're not gonna and Mm -hmm. it's it's less that and it's more the fact that like there are so many good especially in journalism Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. the thing is some some companies will reach out looking for people media companies don't have to because Mm -hmm. so many people do this that people are reaching out to companies like Mm -hmm. the new york times but beyond that like buzzfeed and all of these social media places so Mm -hmm. but as far as like misconceptions go i also think that the thought is that it is all journalists and there's actually a bunch more concentrations and you don't have Mm -hmm. to concentrate in anything at all and true i mean they were like that's a lot of work to kind of choose your own adventure it and i'm like but if i can stay technically undecided all four years of college then like what's good yeah (laughs) you beat the system oh my (laughs) god it's jason Bourne. Ooh. (laughs) um yeah misconceptions definitely that's the big one because my when my parents asked me what i'm gonna do they're like you're not gonna make money i'm like yes i am shut up um (laughs) Yeah. They also are very concerned with like, well, this is not a field that's going to last. Or Interesting. I, think, I don't huh. think they necessarily mean it in that way. I think they're like, well, things like social media have only been around for what? How long? Really? 10 years. Yeah. 10 years. So they're like, well, as you get older, what are you going to do? Like, just that since it's only been around for 10 years we haven't had the chance to see like in the long term people that have worked in this their entire life yeah what do they do can they continue or do they lose out to younger fresher Mm -hmm. talent um like and then what does your retirement look like are you gonna have money to retire god i mean we're only 18 i know (laughs) my parents are like nuts it does come from a place of love but being like that's true an 18 year old trying to pick classes for your second semester of college i was like i don't know what i'm gonna do (laughs) um so yeah that's a that's something that i don't know that's a misconception i guess but it's something that always they always say and Mm -hmm. another one is since like i used to refer to it as media studies Mm -hmm. because i think that's the name of it officially yeah and so when i would tell people oh i'm a media studies major they'd be like what does that mean like you're just learning about what media was like i'm like no i'm I'm doing media like i do coding i do 
graphic design or like it encompasses journalism even though journalism is its own concentration so now i just say like communications or just media because otherwise i have to explain that no i'm not just like learning about daguerreotypes in the history yeah there there (laughs) are jobs true um yeah, I guess um, to comp- I guess as a counter argument for one of the misconceptions in terms of it not lasting, if you think about media as a whole, it's existed for thousands of years. Like you know, when the Catholic Church was at its prime through the paintings and the artwork of that time, through advertising with um, Edward Bernays in the fifties, with the whole um, with the whole like uh, smoking cigarettes campaign and the Easter parade for women but right no but that's yeah that's fascinating like yes i love that too Mm -hmm. i think like one of the things that gets kind of it's it's one of those jobs that you don't think about is a job Mm -hmm. or like as far as working at like if i say oh i work at buzzfeed you immediately know what i look like what my position is yeah how many videos (laughs) i'm in but that's so like not the whole of it um, mm-hmm. And it's, I also think that if you think of college less as a a journey to get through a major mm-hmm. and more of like an accumulation of skills. Yes. I think media majors accumulate way more skills mm-hmm. that are applicable to more things than other people. Like not only, like you said, it's so broad that yeah. we could get jobs as graphic designers, journalists, um, you know, advertising executives, any any of these things that are, it's the trajectory for a pre-med student is medicine. The trajectory for us is completely open-ended. And I mm-hmm. think that is super helpful. Oh, yeah. same here. But sorry, what were we going to say? Oh, no, I was just going to say like, it's so true. In this one media 150 class alone, how many different areas of media have we explored? Gift so making, oh, graphic so- <laughs> design. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, it's true. It's so weird to think like, it's been around for so long, and it's going as long as we are like part of the human race. It's going to be around. People are going to be creative and to want to learn about what's happening in the world, be it journalism or like make propaganda and stuff like that. And I know something my parents have been concerned about was like. When I said I want to do a concentration in journalism, mm-hmm. they were like, well, right now in this political climate, it doesn't seem like the safest place for journalists just because how many times does our president say like fake news or like people are like, you can't listen to this because it's fake news, even though it may not yeah. necessarily be fake news. At, at the same time, though, there's so many different kinds of journalism. I mean, entertainment journalism is a prime example. Like if you think of Roger Ebert in terms of like his you know, his career as a film critic. I mean, he was inherently an entertainment journalist. Ben Brantley mm-hmm. for the New York Times when he would go, when he would, you know, um, review plays and such. And there's also sports journalism. There's all these. Mm-hmm. So even with journalism as a concentration, even though people associate it mostly with politics, I, I still love how open-ended it can be because you can really report about any particular thing, you know? Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. And like, even if there is like, that is the case where people are like, oh, I don't know which to trust in terms of politics. That just makes it more important to like have yes. good trained journalists out there to make sure that like journalism's about the truth. You gotta for sure make sure that that's what prevails. And so, I like journalism majors have increased in recent years, according to Professor McCartney, mm-hmm. McCarthy. So, I like I've explained that to my parents, and they're like, oh, that's a good point. Like we need it. 
just oh, okay. for the sake of democracy, we need to have journalism. So, like, for sure, that for sure. kind of quelled their fears about that. That's cool. Um, no, I really didn't. I really didn't. Um, I guess I understood. I, I I understood journalism on a surface level in terms of, especially around like the 2016 presidential campaign. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess I knew on the surface how much it played a role. And I'm like, oh yeah, they're important. But I think once you take a class in it and you actually you know, get full insight as to what a journalist does and you go out there and you interview people and, and whatnot, then you're like, whole, it takes a lot of guts to interview a person and to really put yourself out there and get the information that you need. And I don't know, I feel like it's important to, even if you don't plan on majoring in media or journalism, to even like take a class in it is super helpful because at least you gain insight as to what that might entail. And I would argue the same for us with like, with STEM or any of that stuff. It's just important to be well-rounded as a whole and to appreciate different um forms of yeah different kinds of fields i guess but um i was going to i was going to ask specifically um i kind of noticed and maybe it's maybe it's just me but i i kind of noticed um especially um, yeah throughout my freshman year that there is kind of a stigma i guess going into macro i mean there's a specific stigma specifically with arts and humanities like at this, yeah, at, at a little bit at Macaulay in terms of the student culture, but do you notice that or? I mean. Teensy bit or not, or not really? I don't know. It feels like maybe it, for me, it has less to do with the uh, validity of it as a career, although mm-hmm. there's obviously a lot of that stigma wherever you go is like, it all kind of boils down to the same, like, don't go to art school logic. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. um, because it feels like we're a stone's throw away from that. Mm-hmm. But um, Literally, SVA's right there. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, a thing that I find is, like, how do you take something like this and make it your focus? Yeah. As opposed to people who are pre-med and who have all this shit going on and also make time to be artistically or graphically inclined yeah and it almost is like it makes me feel like i'm i could do more like i'm not doing enough almost yeah same Mm -hmm. here yeah so i that's kind of an interesting and that's kind of a personal take like that's my own road to run is like to do with self-worth but at the same time it's like what is the difference between doing something and being into it versus dedicating yourself to it and i think that's what like i know i'm on the road to figuring out right Mm. now me too um for me i guess i i specifically noticed the stigma in terms of grades it seems like people value courses that are considered more challenging in most people's eyes though i feel like everything can be a challenge if you really put yourself in the position to be challenged that's just how i look at it but Um, I was talking to a friend of mine and he was saying how he was kind of joking and he was saying that he knew someone that said, oh yeah, A's are for anthropology, B's are for biology, and C's are for chemistry. So it's like people usually think of the humanities and they're like, oh, easy A, not a problem. When really it's, I don't know, for me, at least for me, it's not an easy A. Like you really have to, yeah, you really have to put in the work to see the results, at least for me. Yeah, that's funny that you mentioned that because that's something I've been like, not struggling with, but something I've seen within the last few weeks, just because we're wrapping up like midterms. Um, yeah. Like, like I've said before, I'm a media major and I'm doing the concentration in journalism. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm like, okay, I, I've been told that I'm pretty good at this and I really enjoy it. And it's not bio and it's not chem and it's not pre-med. So if I get any like thing, any score on like a test, a quiz, or like a paper that's below a 90, I'm like, and like any, like being the eighties is not bad. Mm-hmm. I'm just, my mind instantly is like, why am I not acing this? Like I'm, Same. Yeah. I'm in this and like, it's not in my mind i'm like it's not as difficult as like being in a bio class where everyone is freaking out which like is something that i'm putting on myself no one has ever told me like oh you should be getting this grade because you're in this class it's just Mm -hmm. me being like this is something i like to do and from like an outside point of view it seems like it would be easier than um you know being pre-med or pre-law or whatever Mm -hmm. and so I've really been trying to, like, I guess, come to terms with the fact that, like, I'm not going to get an A-plus just because I like reporting and writing and just because reporting and writing may be easier than bio. I, like, mm-hmm. I have to remind myself, okay, they may be, ha- they may be having a hard time with their classes. Mm-hmm. If I'm having a hard time with my class, that is not a reflection on me not being smart. It just means I'll have to put in a little extra work, and that's okay. Even if it's my major, it's okay to not be on top of the class all the time like with journalism they're like if a source doesn't get back to me for a story and i have to scramble to find someone else and maybe it's so my story is like less not as great as i want it to be and that's reflected in my grade like that doesn't mean that oh i can't be a journalist because i'm not acing this 100 Mm percent so like I haven't necessarily received any outside stigma from, like, fellow Macaulay students. It's more like a pressure I put on myself. Mm -hmm. But also think about that as a problem. That is a real problem that journalists everywhere face. It's not the same problem as just, like, oh, I didn't understand this concept. It's, like, it's a different level of difficulty than a bio class. Mm -hmm. Like, a bio class, you're learning the concepts but it's not like you're not actually out in the field doing the nursing work that you're going to be doing and getting graded on those mistakes versus like you have already been thrust into basically the professional role that you're going to have and like you're getting that experience so much earlier and I think that's it's just a different way to measure grading it's also worth noting that we're all under extra pressure because we have a minimum GPA. Yeah, that's to maintain. what I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> that stresses me out. Um, no, it's it's funny because um, in terms of the semester, um, I guess with with media, it's one of those things. Like when I'm doing the work, it doesn't feel like work because I really enjoy it. But um, I feel like for other humanities classes, that may seem like a schlep. Um, I sometimes I struggle. I mean, this semester has been it's been very odd and very strange, um, especially with cre- with prereqs, because even outside of STEM prereqs, you know, humanities prereqs can also are also wean out classes in their own weird way in terms of how pro- pro- um, professors grade. But um, I don't know. I feel like that A for anthropology, B for biology, C for chemistry kind of mentality can seep in from time to time. Mm-hmm. But I think that's more of a, a cultural thing rather than. A Macaulay thing, um, but I feel like it can be perpetuated in certain cases. But it's more, it's more like the culture that we've been introduced to. Um, like I'm in a religion class right now, and I've gotten a handful of B's, and I've I, 
um, I yeah, I tend to I do tend to beat myself up about that sort of thing because I'm so I, I consider writing my strong suit. I'm so used to getting A's mm-hmm. and yeah. usually it's something that comes so naturally to me. So when I get that kind of grade, I tend to squirm a little bit. Um, no, but, but yeah. Um, do you find that the GPA requirement has kind of been an added pressure for, for you two or? Or I mean, like in, ter- in general in terms of what you're... I don't find my classes very difficult That's good. right now, which is why I'm able to take on more outside of academics. Nice. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely always there in the back of my mind. Like, yes. You yeah. know, I have a psych test Monday. I haven't started studying for it. You'll I'm be probably, fine. Mm-hmm. I know I will, but yeah. I'm, I'm going to... I always go into tests thinking I'm going to do worse than I actually do, especially when it's either that big lecture with the Scantron or like I'm sitting in statistics and I've taught myself all the material. And it's just, it's the, it's just the like, do the dumb things you got to do, but at the same time, be stellar at them and Mm -hmm. be perfect and amazing. And the student, everyone wants to see it's kind of this, you're, college should be a time to fuck up and macaulay you're kind of not allowed to Mm, yes yeah Yeah. um i agree with that i like i i had it hasn't really been it's like definitely a pressure that's there but it's not something that has been a problem because fair like i said i'm the kind of person that like if i get a b plus on a test i'm like oh my god what, what did i like what did I do to study for this? What's going on? Mm -hmm. Um, And like, even in classes, even if I see that I'm like in a minus range, I start to get, I have anxiety and a big trigger for my anxiety is like schoolwork. So Mm. I'll start calculating potential GPAs like to see where I'm falling. Wow. Which like, like it's bad. I like, I can't tell you, there's been one point in every semester so far that I've been like, I'm flunky, flunking out of Macaulay fully. And yeah. I'll like have to message my friend who I mentioned before, who's in Macaulay, Brooklyn, to be like, hey, am I going to get kicked out of Macaulay? And she always reminds me, no, your A minus is not flunking territory. Mm-hmm. Calm yourself. And like by the end of the semester, I get my grades and it's always like, I'm so fine. And I stress myself out so much because of this requirement yeah when in reality i'm like i'm so far from being in pearliest waters and like in the event i did or any of us did kind of start to go below that gpa requirement macaulay does have systems in place where like you get put on probation but they work with you to try and help you and make sure that yeah you get back on track so like that is a good thing, and like I said, even though I built it up in my head, in reality, I have not been close to that point, but it's something that I definitely, like, think about a lot. Yeah. Um, not that it's pushed on us by our advisors, but, like... No, not at all, yeah. yeah. They're great. Thank you for being so open about that. I didn't... No, I appreciate that, yeah. Like, I knew took you, a lot. you struggle with anxiety sometimes i had no idea that it was largely schoolwork based but i bet if you talk to macaulay people i bet it's a common trend Mm -hmm. you know yeah like i try and talk to 
um, one of our friends, Caitlin, who's also a Macaulay, I talk yeah. to her like, I don't know what's going on. I'm freaking out. I, what I did this in a class, and she'll be like, "Dude, I got like, I, I'm I'm not gonna say what she got because I don't remember what she got." And she is an excellent student, but yeah. student. But she was like, "In my first semester, I got this, this, and this, and I'm still in Macaulay, and I'm still fine. You're gonna be okay." And like, it's one of those things that like, hearing it from people helps calm me enough that I can get through the semester. And then I get my grades. And I'm like. I had nothing to worry about. Like, mm -hmm. even if I did bad this semester, I am in a position where, like, okay, I'm still not going to fall below the requirement. But regardless of that, I get stressed. It's also like being a media major feels like you're being graded on poetry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's true. No, yeah, it's like, true. It's if so you're subjective. a math major, if you're a comp sci major, you, know, you either know it or you don't. And media, it's like, I'm just going to do whatever. And, like... <laughs> Honestly, no. No, and, you're right. Though. And you can it's make true. the argument that like if someone is grading you and you think it's unfair, and it's like, well, maybe this is a new kind of media you've never seen before. <laughs> so that reminds me. Um, it's so it's slightly off topic. That reminds me of the whole like free form jazz kind of thing. It's like Ooh. we're just bang. We're just we're blowing random notes on the trumpet. We're banging. We're, we're we're banging random percussion instruments together but this is our form of jazz and it's free form and so we should get a good grade uh, anyway but i love that we're using this valley girl voice for <laughs> jazz. jazz jazz like so good um oh my god okay. that was incredible um, in my art seminar for macaulay yeah. for first semester in macaulay um there was one unit we did that was yeah. like obscure forms of music and they showed that video that was like part of the piece that's being performed is some girl playing ping pong against like the side of a bass drum oh, to make the bass sound that sounds kind of cool it was awesome that's but i was like at. wow this is like music like these people are dressed to the nines performing <laughs> with a full orchestra behind them and she's just going to town on this bass drum and then they end it by just dumping a thing of ping pongs on the table and i'm like that's this so is art. cool <laughs> that's i love that one of my favorite like kind of um super super contemporary composers who was like one of the first guys to incorporate electronic music into classical music mm -hmm. and really marry them together was um, Stockhausen. Oh, okay. And one of his most famous string quartets is um, the string quartet goes outside. You know, there's cameras on them. They're wearing headphones. They're, they're, um, they can hear mm -hmm. themselves in their instruments. They each get into four helicopters. Oh, my God. And oh. the helicopters take off, and the sound of the helicopters is a part of it, but they all play their, their part in separate helicopters that's so cool oh my i think I love it's just that. called the helicopter quartet if you have time youtube it it's oh, so yes. i'm definitely it's i so definitely fun. have to check that out um i was going to ask um do you feel like in terms of i mean i know it's different for you because you already are working with a couple or, uh, media organizations but mm -hmm. do you feel like um there's a lot of media internships available or that that are at our disposal that are mentioned to us or do you feel like not as much well i've definitely had to like seek them out as opposed to people coming to me and like even yeah. even now my um my summer isn't firmed up and i'm okay with that because Same. like if if this falls through the one thing i've never had in my life kind of thankfully is a retailer a service job mm. i've only ever done oh. child care and camp counseling so like okay i'm so ready to not work with children for a summer um <laughs> that so if like that means waiting tables or like barista ing or whatever <laughs> i'm fine with that but Fair. at the same time 
um, I love music and I love radio. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just WQXR pull through. Like, Oh, I love them. I'm oh. rooting for you with that. I'm you. I'm, I'm sure I can see, I can see you interning for them for I sure. Would so love to, I like, it seems like it's meant for you though. I mean, it makes sense. Like, yeah, and it's, it'd be a thing where it's like, okay, you want to see if you actually want to do radio mm-hmm. as true. like a thing, yeah. then do, you know, mm-hmm. actually go for it. But like, for sure. It's also like, there's so many places that are looking for just bodies to do jobs that it's like, mm-hmm. I applied to a Snapchat internship while sitting mm-hmm. in a lecture, like <laughs> just on that. a whim. That's cool. That's funny. I applied to the Gothamist by like, leaving a lecture spent a half hour outside just like working on my cover letter editing my resume sent it went back to lecture um yeah exactly yeah um have you heard back from npr yet um i've heard back from the um i've been uh taken out of the running for the places that aren't new york so like internships in dc or chicago because i applied to wait wait don't tell me um which is like top three favorite npr shows for Mm -hmm. sure Mm -hmm. um yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Um, not not happening because there's kids in Chicago. Yeah. yeah, I also have to think about the fact that I'm a freshman. Oh, so yeah. it's like yeah, that's kind of why. Um, yeah. Also, I'm not too confident in like my. It's funny, I'm not too confident in my media abilities or experience as of yet. So I didn't mm-hmm. feel comfortable applying to internships, and I, I applied to the Watson Fellowship, but it didn't particularly work out. And me neither. I just have me a, neither. Yeah. <laughs> None of us. I don't know. I'm just, I feel like I have, I'm a kind of a sensitive person. So I don't know. I'll kind of simmer and um, I wouldn't even call it a failure. I think things happen for a reason. It's not a failure. I was, yeah, I feel like under certain circumstances, I can be kind of fragile and it could take me a while to like put myself back out there, whether it be like through internships or other things. But I don't know. I feel like at this point, I'm just... I'm kind of focused on creating my own content, but did you got, did you, do you feel like you're in that phase right now or did you ever have that phase where you're more into creating your own content compared to like applying to internships and or adhering to somebody else in terms of media or? Um, also, just before I get into it, I realize you're fragile, but if you want, you could still apply for Watson again next year because you're a freshman. That's true. Yeah, I don't know if fair. you'd want to go through it again, which would be totally valid, but you both have a second chance at doing it yeah. if you want to. Fair. Um, Damn, we all be invulnerable this evening. I know. Oh, <laughs> yes. Witching our mommy team. Witching our mommy team. Witching our mommy team. Witching our mommy team. Hey. Hello. Welcome to Witching Our Mommy Team. It's a podcast within a podcast. Um, hey. Meta much. Oh, no. um, <laughs> you just went with that and ran, and I'm so happy you I did. I yeah. fully stole it from the McElroy brothers. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> um what was the question oh right um wait oh we we actually are doing a podcast right now yeah Yeah. (laughs) oh no i was asking about um creating your own content like have you ever taken what you've learned from media to create your own content outside Uh, of hunter um um, rather than apply for internships and stuff um well uh not for, not outside of hunter because i work for the hunter radio station and that's mm. that's my other job and so like actually oh. all of the schoolwork that i'm doing for mm-hmm. media 150 is to create promotional stuff for the radio station <laughs> oh amazing okay so i love that it's kind of like it's definitely a hunter microcosm machine okay but, cool um, it's also that. like i 
I was in a really intense art class uh, my senior year of high school. And so I threw my whole like focus and energy into that. Mm-hmm. And then I had to take some time away to like become obsessed with other things yeah. uh, before realizing like, oh shit, no art is really the thing that gets me out of bed in the morning and it's not fitness and it's not yeah. my boyfriend and it's not any of the other 5,000 things mm-hmm. that I have going on. It really mm-hmm. is creating stuff. And so I'm really excited to kind of loop back around to it mm-hmm. eventually. But mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. Well, for what I, the places I work at now, it's like one of them's a PR company. One of them is like a video based YouTube mm-hmm. channel. So I haven't really had the chance to kind of take what I've learned in class and apply it to that. But, mm-hmm. um, but like the coding we're learning, HTML, that's something that like we so can, cool. u- yeah, it's amazing and we can use it. And like, I am also taking a computer science class. Like oh, okay, now, nice. yeah, that's stuff that I can put on my resume for internship applications for the future. So like, True. even though I haven't taken it and used it yet, it's something that I now have at my disposal, which is great. And just to take a step back with internships, something I've noticed, I follow like, I don't know if you guys follow this, um, the journalism like notifications and every time they send them out and they send them out very frequently they have like at the bottom a list of internships available to us and great a lot of them are like for juniors and seniors which is a problem I've encountered because I'm like like I said I'm anxious so I'm like I have to be doing something now um same here yeah yeah pressure too so like seeing that it's not even something I can apply for yet I'm like that's frustrating how am I supposed to get a start um but yeah, that's kind of been my experience with like, I apply based on what I see and I hope for the best and I may not necessarily get it and I kind of get a little bit worried because mm-hmm. I like haven't gotten it yet, but then I have to remind myself, okay, I'm a sophomore, so even doing stuff now is kind of early and it's okay if I don't necessarily have anything for the summer, just keep applying and hopefully one of them will come back because like, Fair. I've done applications, I'm waiting to hear back from all of them and we'll see. You'll be fine. But it's funny that it's because I I was told it's a catch-22 situation, right? Like you, let me adjust my mic. Yeah, I was told it was a catch-22 situation in which, um, you know, if you haven't been in, if you haven't done an internship before, it's hard to get them. Um, But then in order to get them, you have to apply. So it's like a whole, Mm -hmm. but it seems like you'll, I don't know, it seems like you'll be fine. But I'm I'm just surprised that you encountered that problem, especially because you're already working for like two companies. Yeah. I, I do think that it's been, like, um, it, I've really only started applying to internships, aside from what I've been doing, mm-hmm. really, within the past few months. Yeah. And I just don't think that they have gotten, like, they, I haven't been rejected. I haven't heard back yet. Oh, so okay. So, I think we'll that's the kind of thing. And, like, I've only applied to a few that mm-hmm. I haven't heard back from yet. Um, and I've done other things. Like, I... Recently, I had applied over winter break to go speak on behalf of Friends of 13 to, like, yeah Congress, and I got that, and I went and spoke. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. So, nice. like, I've had opportunities. I think it's, like, sometimes they'll give it to people that will be in the workforce sooner, like the juniors and the seniors that, that at this sense. point have to have internships. Um, and it really has just affected in the fact that, like, I don't apply at all mm-hmm. because I know I'm not going to get it because I'm not a junior or a senior. But I haven't been denied because I'm a junior or a senior yet. Fair. Um, I guess for me, 
I guess the whole the whole internships thing kind of scares me, and I feel like I'm not I'm not ready yet. Oh, bless you! It's Thank so you. early. Yeah, it's it so is. early. Um, and yeah, it's, I'm not. It's not. It's not early. You know, you talk about early in terms of high school. High school is building to college. We're in college. For most people, high school is it, and then it's job time. Like yeah, fair. For us, we literally have the rest of our lives to do this shit, which is another thing that I think is a little warped about macaulay specifically within hunter is like the impetus or the thought that we already should be looking at internships yeah it's, it really stresses mm-hmm. me out i'm, yeah. I'm trying yeah. to think of it more as like i know that leaving my summer empty is not mentally healthy for me no i've done that before and i've i've yeah there's times where but, i feel like i was gonna go nuts <laughs> but at the same time it shouldn't be an added burden onto like your workload Mm, to try to figure out your summer like i would rather do a really basic job but at least be doing something than like you know i'd rather wait a year to have the perfect internship for me than like do something ridiculous this year Mm, same um i was going to say though in terms of yeah because for my for the summer i'm i'm doing an arabic intensive Nice. Um, just to see how I like it, I feel like um, and, and, and I'm planning on double majoring in journalism and poli sci, so I feel like that'll play really well. Oh yeah, um, that's a good, good skill. Yeah, um, but I was going to say, um, for me, I guess maybe things will change. Like I think pretty soon, like I'll be, I'll feel more confident in myself to apply to more internships. But I actually love creating my own content, and I love how MedP150 really inspired me to mm. do that. Um, I think what also inspired me was, you know, I when I went to, well, in high school, um, I realized a lot of, like, um, a lot of roles that I was in weren't really suited for me or for what I represented or for what I was about. Um, I didn't really see representations of myself, whether it be through plays or, or certain kinds of media. So I think after a while, I was like, why don't I just create my own shit? And so... <laughs> that's kind of how i got into that no for sure one of my one of my favorite things was like figuring out that a huge selling point is being is having a unique perspective Mm -hmm. but when you have the unique perspective most people have to create that but for each of us you know you being a i mean a young black woman like in america you being like you gay like (laughs) (laughs) like you being no a a member of the lesbian community and i'm non-binary and Mm -hmm. so each of these is a different kind of slice or lens on the media that we consume and for sure like we all have a unique perspective just kind of inherent in who we are and that's already a step up like that's already something that makes people want to listen to you i feel yeah like when i applied to the um the friends of 13 thing i they one of the questions that they asked since we were going to be speaking to representatives was well why is it important why is media important to you and why is like political advocacy important to you Mm. and i was like well i'm i identify as gay and i'm puerto rican and like i don't see representation or like sometimes i feel like i'm not being heard so i want to you know use my voice and my platform and my work to get this point of view out there and to provide this representation so and that was i think 
the selling point for me. They were like, this is it sealed the deal. Yeah, exactly. It mm-hmm. sealed the deal. Um, yeah, like right at the day after I sent that essay and I got, I heard back and they were like, you're in, we want you to come and tell us your story. And so, love that. yeah, it's true. Like having these perspectives, like it's true. Like the world is just becoming a more accepting place, which is really great, but there mm-hmm. still is that need for more representation and for voices like ours to be out there. Absolutely. Um, I think I got into the idea of creating my own content. Just, I don't know, just seeing like Insecure starting with Issa Rae. Like, I love that show. Oh my God, it's so good. Yeah. yeah. And just the fact that she created that on her own, like she did that. And I just, I love that. Um, and okay, I'm not the biggest fan of Lena Dunham as a person, but I'll give her mm. credit for, for Girls. Girls is also a pretty good show. And I don't know. I mean, I... At the time, I feel like now um, people are more body positive, but at the time that she released Girls, people were not all that body positive. Even less so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like that was kind of, um, that was definitely a risk, but I think stories like that are are always inspiring. But are there any, um, are there any stories in terms of creating content that, that inspire you to go, to really go the distance with your majors or? So, um, something that happened really recently is Vice is the parent company of Broadly, which is like a specifically, um, I I feel like it's one of those feminist-centered, or I don't quite know their focus, but it's within the kind of Vice family. And they're already kind of edgy and interesting with their media to the point where it's almost a joke at this point. But but Broadly created um, or just released the first uh, stock photo album or gallery of specifically trans and non-binary people that's so cool in nice and and anyone can use the images that they put they literally put them out and it's like here's creative commons like you can do whatever you want with these images they're stock photos they're free for you to use and it's like you know the captions just say a group of friends but they all look like some of them look very conspicuously like dyed hair and like super kind of out there fashion and you it's a person that you would look on the street and be like oh yeah mm-hmm. a queer person hmm. yeah <laughs> and some of the people yeah. are completely not conspicuous or not you know people don't pass people don't you know and it's great just to have that it's those little things that you don't think about that we don't have yeah for absolutely. trans people and then it's like oh yeah that makes sense that we haven't had trans people in stock photos yet. Like, we kind of need to get that squared away. Yeah. And that's something that is specifically media-oriented, I oh, think. absolutely, yeah. That is, it's becoming, it's finally, it's the first thing I've seen in a while that makes me feel like the mainstream is sometimes not the enemy. Yeah. And, like, that, because that. That, is, that is mainstream is, like, having stock photos of trans people in your article is mainstream but Mm -hmm. it's not you know hyper commercialized or preyed on or any of that it is created solely for visibility and that Mm -hmm. that's something that i was like wow that just inspires me to i also personally know one of the people that they used for the models oh Oh, that's so cool i know their their work is so great and they're they're a photographer so it was so cool to see them um definitely to check that that out yeah for sure incredible it's cool um that actually reminds me around the holidays last year i was looking on like target's website for i don't know christmasy pajamas 
and the models were like families showing off the sets and they had like so many different it was so diverse the models that they chose like that's so there was body positivity there were like gay and lesbian couples with kids modeling off these pajamas i love that people of color i was like going through this and like crying at a target catalog because i was like this is the representation we need um yeah so check out target hey um, but think about that like they needed media makers to Mm -hmm. come in and be like hey yes here's here's the gap that you gotta fill right now Mm -hmm. like that's it and not just that but probably media makers who were gay and were like yo where's my where's my representation (laughs) so yeah yeah cool why like overall in a in a nutshell like why do you love the idea of being a media major so much okay so the reason i love being a media major Mm -hmm. is because it's really tying into what mark said when they answered the last question like Mm -hmm. being able to create the content i want to create and like yeah what i want to see and like media that represents me um like the i come i'm not gonna get into that but like um the first time i ever saw like a positive lesbian couple and prior to this i was like closeted and struggling with internalized homophobia i Mm -hmm. We came across this really low budget um, lesbian web series called Carmilla, and watching that not only did it make me really love like um, just storytelling and taking these stories and making them so that they represent like I'm not a lesbian vampire, which is what it's about, but like yeah. they were lesbians and they or they are lesbians and they didn't die which is, like, a big thing because there's, like, the lesbian death trope. But they were in, like, a good and healthy relationship. And it's actually based off a novel from, like, the precursor to Dracula. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was one of those where, like, she's a lesbian seducing women, so obviously she's the spawn of the devil that must be destroyed. Um, So, like, it's an adaptation of that. And Mm -hmm. I actually went to Comic-Con to meet the... um, actors and the writers that's so cool okay i have like they're sponsored by you by kotex so if you Mm -hmm. see a tampon box on my wall it's because it's signed by the cast and the i love that the writers so i got to speak to the writer Mm -hmm. and i had just started my internship at Mm psyq and i was like i like i'm in psyq is science yeah based so i was like i'm in science like video making but i really love like how you you wrote the story and how you even with a low budget were able to create this amazing thing which has helped so many people to the point that you're able to be here at new york comic-con yeah and she was like i'm so glad because like i wanted to make this content for girls like you and just like to show you it's okay to be gay because it really helped me on my journey and like amazing it also inspired me in that way that like okay i can make stories for people like me and like get that out there which is even though it's gotten better it's something that's been lacking yeah for sure and this was essentially a long time like this was a long time coming like yeah i've essentially been involved in the field of media or at least media making my Mm -hmm. whole life like kids who just naturally gravitate more towards drawing like you know what's happening already (laughs) um but like if you kind of go through and 
track my life like my parents are both artists um my dad's an actor i was a child actor like oh, i got, did not know that i got okay. a look into the kind of film industry very young and like learned about Mm-hmm. the variety of jobs that have to be done in order to get things made. Um, and so, you know, I've always stayed in the realm of whether it's costume design or um, graphic design or visual art or um, mm-hmm. any of those things. It's always been a latent skill that I know I have is like making images that, move people Mm -hmm. um is a really that's how the world gets like that's how the world turns is propaganda is advertising so true Mm -hmm. um you know and that boils down to the basic concepts that we have to learn as media majors you don't think about color theory on the tazo box until you look at the tazo box and you see like okay the top of it is gray yeah the sides of it are actually waves of lavender that lavender color was probably dropped from the actual photo of lavender that's on the you think about the design of even just that box and you think about the people who had to make it and not just we laughed about the story that had to be told but that's the story that was being told yeah and it's not just told through those words it's told completely visually as well Mm -hmm. and i think that that kind of the way to tell stories in unexpected ways like storytelling always a part of it but at the same time the technical skill that you then marry with that that is what makes products that's what makes people that's what makes art and Mm -hmm. so like that's that's in a nutshell it's not quite art school but Mm. it's definitely it's it's definitely all based in art for me Mm -hmm. that's cool we tie it all back to the tea Oh, yeah. <laughs> Love that. Um, I guess for me, I, I, I'm sure you two feel the same way, but I, it, there's so much power in creating your own content and creating your own form of media that that in a, that, act, that accurately represents you. Um, I don't know. I feel like that's something I always struggled with in terms of fitting myself into roles within media, within film. I, I kind of sense that like because I'd go on auditions a lot as a kid for... For a lot of TV and film stuff. A lot of which consisted of characters that were inherently racial stereotypes rather than, you know, fully fleshed out characters that I could really see myself playing and appreciating. And I got a lot of it was not reflective of who I who I was or the kind of roles that I wanted to play. It was kind of like fitting a square peg into a round hole. But it's like with media, I can carve that round hole into a square one mm. to fit the peg in there. Um, that sounds a little bit off. We can edit that later, mm. but yeah. <laughs> no, but it's good, good continuation of the metaphor. Yeah, yeah. thank you. <laughs> you really pushed through to the end on that one. Hey, I stuck with you. it. Thank you. <laughs> I learned from the best, uh, especially with that spilling the tea at the very beginning. I feel like oh, I yes. found it quite inspiring. Mm. Um, but This is the content I want to leave in the world. Uh, <laughs> Um, oh yeah, in terms of the final question, so what advice would you give to anyone that's undecided or confused going into college in terms of what they want to major in? Oh my god, just just explore, just don't even take, I, I want to be like, don't take prerequisites, but like you do have to. <laughs> yeah. But um, don't, like, 
if there's something you're even remotely interested just take it like don't mm, wait yes. for anyone if anything it's a little extra work like if you're taking six classes and being a ridiculous human being but if you can do it like do it because you're never gonna know you like something until you try it like Agreed. i wouldn't know that i didn't like psychology if i didn't take the class like now i know oh yeah but <laughs> i wouldn't have known that media was even a thing if i didn't take my media 180 class and yeah so just try everything go as balls to the wall for as long as you possibly can mm -hmm. if yeah. you came in with like five thousand extra credits i don't know what to tell you because you're gonna have to declare by the end of your freshman year and sucks, <laughs> to be, sucks to be you i guess but yeah no be bold oh, that's a good one that is a really good one how am i supposed to follow that up um okay this is gonna sound really dramatic and it's only because i'm not sure how to like put it into simpler words but like don't live your life for what other people want you to do mm -hmm. and what i mean by that is if your parents are telling you you have the potential to be a doctor or think about how great it would be if you were a doctor but you do not want to be a doctor don't be a doctor because you're just going to be miserable taking classes that you're stressing through if you mm -hmm. love media go for media they're gonna tell you but what about finding a job or like making money when you're starting college you're what 17 18 yeah you have plenty of time to worry about that my advisor when i was stressing once told me every field you're gonna go in be it media pre-med pre-law whatever is gonna be competitive but if you really have a passion for it I had a passion for media. Go for it. So, yes, like I, I promise you, your parents will come around eventually. Just go for it. Awesome, and I think, I think we can we can hit. Let's let's end it on a high note. That was some really inspirational advice you guys gave, and I'm sure that'll help. Um, I'm sure that'll definitely come in handy with the the couple of incoming freshmen if they happen to listen to this, sir. I don't know. It's just good advice in general for life. Great life advice, but. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, okay. So, Mark, Gabby, thank you so much for coming on Tea for Three. I loved having you two on the show. Yeah. Thank you for having us. This is great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much. That's I, like made my night. <laughs> Truly. So sweet. Thanks for stopping by. And um, on that note, uh, this is Tea for Three, where we sip the tea and spill the deets. Thanks for listening. Bye, y'all.